0: All right. By the way, Christian, is, I saw this was your first time on Clubhouse. Is this your first conversation?
1: Uh, first conversation, yeah. I've been on Clubhouse since December 22nd, but I haven't had any conversations on here just yet.
0: Well, man, you're, you're in for a damn good conversation today, bro, because this is a much-needed topic, especially in today's world. Right now, just understanding how to have a real conversation with somebody It's so essential, and if people can have a conversation the way we're about to have a conversation, I guarantee there would not be so much freaking, I don't even like to use the word hate, but we can just use the word seemingly separated, right? It's like right now, we all have our stance in certain areas, so because of that, you know, it's, it makes it seem really logistical that that we may be separated in some way, shape, or form. But I'm pretty sure you know this too, Christian. When it comes down to the reality, like of reality, there is no such thing as separation. So right. I want to be able to come on here and hopefully hold a conversation in such a way that allows other people to have a real deep connection. But before we dive into anything, bro, I want to know, what do you see whenever it comes to people like conversating and like what, what mistake, I don't want to say mistakes or what misconceptions do you see people have whenever they do enter conversations?
1: So I would say the biggest thing that comes to my mind right away is that when people enter conversations, it's it's not even a conversation. It's more of like a one-sided dialogue, right? Where listening has become kind of this thing that we've, not even forgotten how to do we've never even been taught how to listen we have literally never ever Mm. ever been taught how to listen um in the institutions that we are all you know kind of in in a way forced to be a part of at least here in america where you have to go to school right uh school does not teach listening it does not (laughs) it doesn't um, and, and there's it, listening is an art in, in its own way, right? Like there's certain things you have to learn how to do, and it's something that you evolve and, and develop and learn how to truly step into, but it takes practice. It's not something that comes to you overnight, but I think that a lot of the conversations that, that we have, there's no such thing as listening. And that right there, it, how can you even have a conversation when the other person isn't listening and you're not listening either?
0: Mm. I like how you said everybody approaches a conversation. It's like a one-way dialogue, and that's right. And the main the main reason is is because no matter what, you're always right, <laughs> haven't you? Re- haven't you realized no matter what in every freaking conversation or every argument you've ever had with somebody, you're always right. And it's it's mainly because I mean, if you look at it, if I hold my hand up in front of you right now, or say me and you, me and you were chilling and like in person, and I held my hand up in front of you. And I said, hey, what do you see? You would be like, well, I see the palm of your hand. i will be like, actually, no, 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 you're wrong because I see the back of my hand. And I see the back of my hand. And, no, I see the front of your hand. And what it really just comes down to is we're always right in the eyes of ourselves and we're wrong in the eyes of others. Now, the reason why that is, and the one thing that I want people to understand whenever it comes to having a real freaking conversation The most beautiful thing about conversations that I don't see people getting is the opportunity to experience or to get an understanding of another reality. Because the thing is, Christian, me, you, Gabriel, Adrian on here. Adrian, dope name, bro. But anyways, me and all of us here, we don't have the same worlds. We live on the same earth. We live on the same planet. That is correct. But, Christian, your daily experience of life, can we agree it is completely different, more than likely, from the daily experience of my life? Oh, entirely different. And entirely I mean, I would even different. I to, to say,
1: yeah, I would even add to say, like, one of the things I've, I've, like, realized or come to learn also is, like, even the people that you live with and spend the most amount of times with, like, you can be together for a good portion of the day. But even though you're together for that amount of time, your entire experience of that day is going to be inherently different.
0: Yes, very true. That's why it's two people can somebody can walk through hell and scream and cry the whole way. And somebody could walk through hell with a smile on their face. It's never that like your outside circumstances do not determine an internal experience. So that is a very good observation. So for, so for anybody who's listening right now, you know, whether you're live or whether you're listening on the podcast, if you like, if you live with somebody and you're really close with somebody, like really ask yourself if you really know if y'all guys are really connected because everybody could like how John C. Maxwell says, everybody communicates, but not everybody connects. And one of the reasons why not everybody connects is because, as Christian beautifully said, it's the way that they approach the conversation. How many times have you approached a conversation knowing exactly what you're going to say, and whenever they're talking, you already have like 30 different responses in the back of your head, right? And when you're approaching a conversation like that, that is not listening. And I love that we're in school and we're learning like, hey, are you listening? Are you listening? Are you listening to them? What what listening was to them was like, hey, are you like just looking at the screen or are you looking at the whiteboard or something? But, I mean, real listening, I I believe, comes from a true level of empathy. And empathy is simply the ability to be able to kind of dip into somebody's perspective. It doesn't mean you have to accept their perspective. But just being willing to understand somebody's perspective. So if I can just like share. I don't want to go too much on a tangent here, Christian. But I wanted to share something that that really opened my eyes up whenever it came to communication. And how this completely changed my world around communication, man. Um, and that was whenever I realized I can experience different people's or not fully experienced, be able to even get that perspective of somebody else's world and what's happening in their head. That was very intriguing to me because I was like, all right, that that's interesting. Cause so my life, this isn't just it. It's other things can happen. There can be other possibilities and being able to be in a real conversation with somebody gives you, gives you, gives you those kinds of, like eyes to see, wow, this can be possible. And another thing is when it comes down to a conversation, everybody views things. Like what makes up your world is your filters. Everybody, you, your perspective is completely filtered out by sight, by your hearing, by touch, by smell, by taste, and then it goes through pictures, sounds, feelings, words that you're telling yourself, memory that you've, I mean, things that you've gained through memory, and there's so many different things. It's like, um, you know, the language, right? The time, space, your own values, your own beliefs, the past decisions that you've made, your attitude around life. When you understand that, everything that you become conscious of must, everything that you become conscious of must first go through all of these filters. So when that really hits, when you know, okay, everything must go through somebody's filters to make up a conscious idea in their mind, when you understand it has to go through that, and there's no other way somebody can actually be able to express anything without it going through these filters so when you know it has to go through these filters naturally you begin to respect everybody's point of view and just knowing i just wanted to throw that out there that guys it, it, it has to go through a certain filter the word plain. Can completely mean something different to Christian. He probably thought of a plane color. He probably thought of an old school plane in the sky. He probably saw the words "plane" get spelt in front of him, or probably saw a you, you not. I don't know some kind of Delta whatever logo. When I say plane, I think of a sky. I don't even think of a plane. See, it's like everything is interpreted completely different based on our filters. So when you understand, just like just like every other human being, you have your own filters. And your filters are not everybody else's. But having the chance to even get a perspective from somebody else's filters is the most beautiful, beautiful opportunity in this world. So that's the beauty of conversations. I just wanted to throw out there. Is anything coming up for you, man?
1: Yeah, man, tons. When you said plane, I thought of like plane as in fields like plane of existence, right? So that's wow
0: interpreted. Um, Look <laughs> like at that perfect example <laughs> um, The other thing I would say
1: is that it's the first step is always awareness, right? So it's having the awareness that when I'm having a conversation What's going on between us is this exchange between essentially between filters like what you are saying to me is being processed through my filters and then that's then being, you know, what leads to whatever thought comes out as a result of it being processed through the filter. Right. But I can't, I can't fully, you know, understand and then kind of take advantage of that until I'm aware of the fact that that's what's happening first. Mm. You know what I mean? So I think that awareness is always, always, always the first step. And we have to become aware that it's the filters that are leading us to wherever it is we go, right? And once we're aware of the fact that it's the filters that formulate those thoughts, then we're able to have conversations at a deeper, deeper level of listening, because we understand it's it's not just this thing that's popping in our mind. No, this is popping in our mind because of the filters.
0: Mmm, beautiful. So then,
1: yeah. Then the other thing I wanted to add was, um, for me, like empathy is definitely definitely important part of listening, right? But At least in my experience, like really the the way to access true listening is presence. It's being present in the moment and just not attached to anything else, right? Not attached to the thoughts that come to your mind, not attached to any ideas that you have. Just being present fully in terms of what's actually going on.
0: Yeah, bro. That is, I mean, the only way you can ever experience what's happening in the moment is to actually be in the moment. I mean, right now, my brother's standing next to me with his headphones on, doing some work. We're next to each other, but he might not actually be here, right? It's like you can be standing next to somebody, but are, are they actually there? Like their presence. And one tip, by the way, that really gets you to one thing, at least for me, is two things that I do whenever I'm listening. Whenever I'm listening to somebody, and this allows me. I know this sounds weird, but this allows me to listen to my listening. Like, like when I put my attention on my, on that space, because listening, and if we're going to get down to the bottom of it, listening is basically holding space. That's all it is. It's like, because if you're talking, but in my head, I have a completely different conversation going on, or I'm already thinking about my response. There's no real space being held. There's no real space being held, regardless of you're 100 miles away from me. It doesn't matter. So when you understand listening is holding holding that space, brother, dipping into that space as you listen will create a real level of connection in between the two individuals that are exchanging that energy because the energy is really being exchanged. The way that I do this is I would either, like, as you were talking— It's either I listen to my breath, always paying attention to my breath in the middle of a conversation because if I pay attention to my breath, that eliminates thought because intense focus means intense focus. Thought cannot exist in the same room as intense focus. So as I completely bring my attention to my breath, I wipe out the possibility to sit here and try to think about what to say next. And the second thing that you can do, or at least that I do, is being able to view your world or view that situation like a movie from a third-person perspective, like a bird's-eye view. Like, as you can do this with your eyes open. You don't need to close your eyes. Like, right now, Christian, try it. Can you, like, view yourself from above yourself right now? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Being able to do that with your eyes open during a conversation, man, makes the conversation extremely intense for both of the people. Not intense in terms of, wow, this is a super intense conversation, intense of the actual connection felt in between those two individuals. So that's a big thing. But being able to tap into that space, the space that you are, this is a space that you are. Being able to just step back into that space during a conversation allows for one to actually hear what's going on. But once you hear what's going on, then instead of just arguing against whatever, you have the space cultivated within you to ask questions. Nobody freaking asks questions when they don't understand They're just like, no, my way is right.
1: Yeah. Questions are an important part of listening for sure.
0: I mean, without, without asking questions, you never really get an answer from somebody's perspective, you know? And, and another thing, man, is whenever it comes to, to a conversation and believing you're right, believing you're right, is probably the most ridiculous thing in the world because what was right a hundred years ago is not right now. Like, you know, Isaac Newton, he proved, he proved, that's the funny word he so-called proved that atoms were all that existed and that they created the universe. That was a scientific fact for I don't know how many genera- for I don't know how many decades. And as of today, that is a completely false statement of reality. Reality is not even solid. They can't come to a conclusion of what the hell this is. So clearly, what's right isn't always right. If something can change that quickly, How real is it? And another thing, man, is saying I'm right, if you look at it, I'm right, is just a thought, right? Mm -hmm. Like, okay, I'm right. Okay, that's a thought. Like, that is a thought. How real are thoughts and how valid are they if they go just as quick as they come? If thoughts go. Just as quick as they come. How real are they? Right? That's Yeah, that's actually very interesting to think about. And so with that being said, are you really right? Like, do you really think you know? Because the thing is, is I don't know if you knew this, but you can only think from what you know. Mm-hmm. If I had a bucket of water... That's my only source of fucking water, man. If I run out of water in that bucket, I don't got no more water. In the same exact way, when it comes to your mind, every thought is from the same bucket. It's just a different organization, a different organization of the data you've already collected. So for you to approach every single conversation only wanting to stay in your bucket, My friend, you are missing out on infinity that this universe is. So that's just another thought that's going to be gone as soon as I express it to get out there that hopefully helps people shift their perspective around. I mean, really you, because now you probably starting to question yourself because you're like, God damn, if my thoughts are going that quick and you, you're pretty much only a thought. Adrian's only a thought. How real are you? <laughs> like, so, um, yeah, man, I know they got pretty meta, but I just wanted to go ahead and throw that out there, bro. What are your thoughts on that? Uh, dude, I mean, that's
1: you're bringing a different perspective that I've never really thought of in terms of thinking, right? Um, I think that the two things that you shared specifically focusing, redirecting your attention on your breath and you know looking at yourself from a third person perspective, I think those are two extremely useful tools to help activate the art of listening within yourself, right? And I would definitely wanna add to that. One thing that works for me, and you mentioned it, so I don't know if you do it or not, but it's definitely closing my eyes because when you're trying to listen, right? And, and it goes back to what we were talking about, the filters and, and the senses, right? When you're trying to have a conversation, rooted in truly, truly listening and accessing that level of presence, your eyes are another source of feedback that are, you know, inputting information into you, right, while you're having a conversation. So even if you're face-to-face or it's in a situation like this where we're on Clubhouse on the phone, right, like my thoughts are constantly feeding my brain visual feedback and visual information, and it's processing that. And it's also having a direct effect on my ability to hold space for the listening or the conversation that's going on right so Mm. closing my eyes I find is something that's helpful I mean there's there's studies out there and stuff that say like 70% of communication is nonverbal, right which means that we actually communicate more by interpreting the visual cues this is in a physical setting by interpreting the visual cues of the person that we're having a conversation with instead of the actual words that are coming out of their mouth yeah how do you bypass that to me, it's just shutting your eyes down. And when you shut your eyes down, like, for me, in my experience, I can just tap this, this completely new level of listening.
0: You know what? You just brought up a very interesting rabbit hole, man. And uh, I think the, 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 um, so, so the studies show that 7% of communication is through actual words. 38% of that communication is through um, your tonality and the rest of that communication is through nonverbal cues, right? Like you said, right. it's the way you hold up. It's the way you, your body language, your facial structure and all I think we have like, I forgot how many muscles we have on our face. We use 28, we use 28 of them to make 34 different facial <laughs> um, facial expressions. It's, but I'm like, I, I'm deep into NLP. So this stuff is like really, really like interesting to me. But Knowing that, knowing that, I mean, if we just, let's just leave the 38% out. If we just leave the 38% out, that means only 7% of your actual words. I mean, 7% of the communication happening is actually happening through the dialogue. Knowing that alone, that leaves you 93% of stuff that you are not even paying attention to. And this is another reason why so many people don't have real conversations. All they have is one way, like you said, one-sided dialogues. The main reason that is, or one of the main reasons that is, other, aside from what we talked about, you know, I'm always right. Aside from things like that is the simple fact that they only listen to words. They only try to listen to words. Um, when, I don't know if you heard that quote, I think it's by Emerson. He goes, you know, I I hear what you're saying, but I can't really, he's like, I I hear, I know you're talking, but I can't really hear you because who you, who you are is too loud. Who you're being is too loud. And I was like, wow, because Sadaguru, that has a lot to do with something that Sadaguru said, you know who Sadhguru is?
1: Yeah, I'm, so, I'm not too educated on him, but I've, I've heard of the name and I've heard of some of
0: his stuff. So. Yeah, dude, just YouTube it, man. You will be mind blown. Anyways, this guy, he said, I don't listen to what people tell me. And I know this is like, hold on, we're talking about listening. But he goes, I don't listen to people's words. Because in the yogic tradition, they give no significance to thought. They don't attach a ounce of significance to thought. They literally see, see thought. As irrelevant as, I mean, I mean, they just see it as completely irrelevant to their actual experience, which is pretty like that's a intense perspective. But he says they don't see it as has as, as uh, relevant. So, when people are talking, it's just thoughts being expressed out loud. So he doesn't attach any relevance to what they're saying. He goes, "I just sit here and I feel, I just feel them. Then and only then." I know what they're saying. So by you shutting your eyes, I see what's happening is you're shutting off a a a filter. You're you're trying to like again like you say you're trying to kind of take away some senses. So you're not filtering certain things that I'm saying in your own little way, rather you're truly just and by you shutting off your eyes, you're cutting off you're cutting off 55%, you're cutting off 38 to 50, I mean, bro, by you shutting your eyes, you're literally cutting off 97% of what I can be saying, of what filters you can be picking up. That means you're truly being able to feel the energy of one's, of what, of, from what someone's saying. And by you being able to feel that on a much grander level, I, man, I'm seeing how that really, like, you know, just kind of produces an effect of like. Like you said, that quantum listening, right? That listening where you're really paying attention to that conversation. So I'm thinking maybe that's why that makes it even more intense, man. I'm not sure if you were aware of that, but um, I was just, I don't know. I thought that was actually, you know, really cool.
1: Yeah, I mean, I think that that's definitely a great way to to relate what I just shared, and and I think I definitely have to do some more exploration in terms of that, right? But for me, I would say it's more of like I view the eyes as kind of the windows to the ego, right? Because ego is a very physical thing, and, and the ego is a physical construct, right? So when you close your eyes, it's almost like, at least in my experience, I'm shutting down my ego to exactly like you said, access that more intuition type of feeling space right where I can just feel the person instead of accessing them through my ego right Mm. so that's that's uh like your eyes are constantly receiving information of physical data right what's going on in the physical world and that's all like ego construct right the physical world is a is a construct of ego so when you close that off in a certain way or to a certain extent you're you're able to like at least diminish the ego
0: a little bit not entirely but a little bit, right? And I mm. think that that helps okay.
1: us to access that, that uh, deeper listening.
0: I see. Let, let me ask you this. When you said the ego is a physical construct, can you elaborate so I fully understand what you mean?
1: <laughs> Good question. So um, there's, I, I based off of what I read, Reddit, and I think it came from Ostro's intuition, right? There's three planes of existence. There's the physical plane, there's the instinct plane, or sorry, hold on, I'm saying this wrong. There's the instinct plane, the intellect plane, and then there's the intuitive plane, right? And the lowest plane of existence is the instinctual plane. That's like the animalistic plane of existence. Mm-hmm. The one that's right above that is the intellect intellectual plane. So that's where, like, you know, the, the thoughts and, and things that are occurring, like even conversations, most of man tries to reside in that intellectual plane of existence, and then above that is the intuitive plane of existence, right, but intuition isn't this this thing that you can physically grasp, physically touch, right, and like that kind of conversation based off of feeling that you were talking about that Sadhguru, you know, references and discusses, that's not something you can physically grasp or touch, right, but when I have my eyes open. And I see what's going on in front of you. Like, if there's a human being sitting in front of me, I can put my hand out and physically touch that person, right? Like, right in front of me, there's a computer screen, and I was reaching out, right? Like, I'm touching the computer screen. Mm -hmm. That's physical. That's all physical. So, to me, that's what I mean when I say that ego is a physical construct because... Yeah. Does, does that make sense?
0: Yeah. Yeah. Are you down a dialogue yeah. on this because this is uh, yeah, 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 man. So, so look, guys, you are literally witnessing like a real conversation happen, right? Because he said some things that challenge a couple of things that I think to be true, right? <laughs> right. And so, and so, I'm not sitting here saying, you know, what, you're wrong. I'm like, hey, let's let's have a conversation about this. So let me ask you this, man. When when you say so so, from what you said. It sounds like when your eyes are open, you see it as your eyes being open is an aspect of ego. Is that, is that, that, is that right? Yeah. Okay. definitely view it that way. Okay. Okay. Awesome, man. Are you open to viewing this from a different perspective? Yeah. Absolutely. And look, I just wanted to say something real quick about that question I just asked him right there. You see that? And the way that you ask a question, too, when you're having dialogue like this, and if you want to challenge somebody's perspective, this is not only a good um, sales technique, but <laughs> this is overall just good for conversation. It's asking somebody if they are open and willing to look at things from a different perspective. Because that's how you open somebody up to actually being you know, able to, receive what you're saying rather than just telling somebody something. So little tip there. Anyways, aside from that, man. So as you say, when the eyes are open, that's an aspect of ego. Now, do you believe that it is possible to have the eyes open with the ego kind of set aside, not in the picture too much? Am I open to the possibility? No. Do you believe that that may be a possibility? Ooh.
1: That you can have your eyes open with the ego set aside?
0: Yes. Hmm.
1: Based off of...
0: Based off of your okay, perspective.
1: Right. That's not possible. But um, I can definitely like. I also understand that from what you were sharing, right? Like sad guru and stuff. That that's something that they they speak of, right? That you can achieve that that point. So I, I like. I know that that is possible. Like it is, right?
0: Yeah. Can I share with you? Can I share with you um, my perspective on why that actually I believe it is possible? Yeah. Go ahead. Yep. Um, so. You see, um, okay. So your ego. People see the ego as a kind of like a hindrance. Is what I typically, at least what I typically see. Um, I look. Put it, Eckhart Tolle was one is one of my greatest teachers. He's completely his work. His message has completely transformed my life. There is just one thing. That I can't get my hands around whenever it comes to I can't, you know, I can't grasp fully whenever it comes to his teachings, is the whole kill the ego, get the ego out. You don't want the ego, you, you want to rise above the ego. I understand that. It, it it sounds, you know, like it makes a lot of sense. However, when I look at the ego, the ego is only the misidentification of oneself. So when I say that, I mean I'm Adrian. That's ego. Ego is the identification with anything. Even I am spiritual. I am infinite. I am spirit. That's still a misidentification of self. Ego is something you perceive yourself to be. That's it. Like my name is Christian Ruiz, right? It's anything like that. And so somebody who is blind, who doesn't can't visually see still have that aspect of I am this individual self. Does that make sense? Right. Yes. So it is also a 100%. It's also a possibility to have your eyes open while simultaneously, not only intellectually understanding, but experientially on an experience on an experience level to experience yourself as awareness and nothing else. So what I'm saying here man, is that your ego is what you can observe. that that portion of yourself that you observe. You know that portion of yourself that you're constantly aware of, right? Like you wake up, you know, this is me. This is me. This is me. That's not me, right? You know that portion of yourself that that you're always aware of. (sighs) Haven't you ever realized that that awareness is never gone? It's always there. Now, if I was aware of something like, if I was to be aware of something, doesn't that imply that there is a subjective and objective reality? If I'm aware of something, doesn't that naturally imply that's a subjective and objective experience? I'm not sure. I, I'm not sure I understand clearly what you're trying to say. So, so put it this way: If you say, "Say me, you, and Gabriel, we're all chilling, right? We're chilling at my house. We're sitting in like a circle." <laughs> I don't know, but we're chilling at my house. If I'm looking at y'all, if I'm sitting here and I'm looking at both of you guys, you guys are the object of my experience. And I am the subject, the one who observes. Right. Does that make sense? Yeah. All right. And because I can sit there and observe you, doesn't that naturally imply that there is a space? a distance in between I and you. Yeah. Okay. In the same exact way, when you say I am Christian, not just like your name, but even like, you know, I am Catholic, you know, even like anything that you attach your identity to, even depression, I am depressed, anything you attach your identity to, what happens is, is you're saying I am that, and by you saying I am that, when you say I am Christian, can we agree that that's just a thought? I am, like, my name? Yeah, when you say I am Christian, is, that, is that's basically a thought, right? Yeah, I mean... In, in, like, fundamentally, <laughs> fundamentally, when you say I am anything, like when, like, right now, everything I'm saying, fundamentally, these are all just thoughts yeah mm-hmm. without attaching a full meaning to it let's just look at it for what it is it's just a thought so when you say I am christian that impl- that that is just a thought how do you know it's a thought though you know it's a thought because you can hear it right mm-hmm. if you hear it that must imply That you're observing it. Is that right? Yeah. If you can observe your thoughts, eyes open or closed, doesn't that imply there's a space in between you and that thought?
1: Yes. Like that thought is not
0: you. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. The thought's not you. So I can sit here. Eyes open. Focused on breath, eliminate Adrian by doing so. Because when I'm fully in breath, I don't know Adrian. Because Adrian's a thought. The moment I start thinking of Adrian, that's thought again. I'm, I'm back into that. I can completely eliminate that, eyes open, eyes closed, no matter what. And I can be a ball of awareness that I am. I can just be that awareness, that space. That witnesses everything, that space that everything happens in, that's you. Everything that happens in that space that you attach yourself to, that's ego. At least from my perspective. So after sharing that, I know that was a lot, but <laughs> what, what what's coming up for you?
1: So the first thing that came up was I... I know it's not about agreeing or disagreeing, right? But I see exactly where you're coming from in terms of how there's this movement of like kill the ego, suppress the ego, and there's even a book called "The Ego Is the Enemy" by Ryan Holiday, right? Like where the ego is kind of made oh, out to be this Jesus. bad thing, right? Mm-hmm. And you know, I I fell into that camp for a while where I find like I went on this quest almost. Right? Yep. But ego is a tool and it's it's pretty much exactly like you, you expressed in, in a different way, right? But at the end of the day, ego is another tool for us to experience this human existence. And I think that ego is a necessary part of the human existence. Yes. Like the human existence, human experience would not be possible without ego.
0: Facts. Facts, bro. Yeah.
1: So, yeah. I mean maybe we had, experiences of how we've come to define and determine ego but i think we like fundamentally kind of share the same yeah view
0: in a way right absolutely it's it's like ego it's like we've created a spiritual civil war on our ego and when it comes down to it ego is it's an act i don't like to say it's an aspect of yourself because yourself is only made up of thoughts emotions um, perceptions, um, prejudices, what's right, what's wrong, beliefs values that creates a personality right So that personality is it's I see it as just an aspect of this experience all right you just like in the same exact way you, you you put on this flesh and bone like you put on any any other shirt you know you put on these 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 fleshy clothes and, you also put on a put on an intellect that you use to guide yourself through this world but what happens is is we just see that intellect as absolute. we see the intellect as this is all there is. what I'm thinking is what's happening. what I'm thinking is what is. So um yeah man, I totally see it as a as a part of this experience and I see that you can raise it up with you. You can raise it up with you. You can use it the way it was meant to be used. The way it was meant to be used was to go out there and survive and find food and create in the physical world what it receives from you. Your ego receives the way that I see it was supposed to go. Was well, the ego is the, we can say it as that's the crew of the ship. The captain is the one that observes that ego. I believe that that ego is meant to take orders from you. But because we're born, especially in the Western world, we're born to completely forget that. We're, we're brought up to completely forget that. And now we put the captain in the back, in the caboose, and we let the crew decide where to go. Does that make sense? Yeah. Entirely.
1: I think that that's a great way to put it. Great uh, pers- not perspective isn't the right
0: word. Analogy?
1: Yeah, analogy, <laughs> representation, yeah.
0: Yeah. And what I just really want people to take away from what me and you are doing right now is we're actually giving each other a chance to express themselves. Everybody. Deserves to express themselves. Everybody. Because your energy and its nature is supposed to be expressed. Energy, everything is energy and energy cannot and will not remain stagnant. Energy must flow no matter what. This is a scientific fact nowadays. Energy cannot be stagnant. So when you understand the nature of reality, which is just energy, nothing else. If you understand, if you want to know the nature of reality, energy, go understand energy and you got it. But if you understand the na- if you understand that nature of reality by natural compulsion, you will allow somebody the physical expression of their energy. You, I mean, you want to express yourself. Why doesn't somebody else have that right? You know, and everything that I think I am, the one who thinks he's right on all his views, everything that I think I am is only a thought that's not me, that's here today, And gone tomorrow. How real is that? So clearly, I don't believe we we are a truly individual people. Individual. We are individual personalities. But in terms of my consciousness and your consciousness. No such thing. So whenever I under when, when you wrap your hat, when you when you can wrap your head not even your intellect your intellect can never understand this but you can feel it though never. if you can never, wrap never your exactly if you can wrap your mind or i mean not your mind but if you can just wrap your emotional body <laughs> your feeling around an inclusive universe nobody has to tell you to listen to others and treat them right nobody has to tell you not to hurt others Nobody has to tell you to do that because naturally you will act off of your natural or off of your heritage, which is complete inclusiveness, regardless of one's opinion or not. It's because in reality, when, when my little bubble pop pops, when this Adrian bubble pops, I'm just back to air to everything that is. And that's for each of us. So when you know that Listening to somebody's super easy man Because there's no such thing as me or that It's just the universe experiencing itself In multiple different ways And that Makes it real conversations <laughs> Actually connect Because you're willing to let your bubble down Knowing that that bubble is not absolute Any thoughts from that? I think it was beautifully
1: said if the part where you talked about realizing or or understanding that once you come to that level of understanding that you don't you don't even have to be taught to treat someone a certain way or anything you just naturally will fall into that being because you will naturally understand that that is just how things are right and you know i always like to say that truth is what truth is regardless of our own understanding of truth right and our own understanding of truth can only be derived from our experiences that we live but our understanding of truth is not connected to what the reality of truth is, right? And I think that that's kind of what you're pointing to, that things just are,
0: Yes, right? Yes, we just attach a meaning to everything. Everybody attaches it. And this is another thing, real quick, as we close this conversation out. Another thing that I, another, like, big thing that's going to, hopefully drive this point, if, okay, if you still haven't got it, hopefully this just <laughs> drives this shit all the way through, is meanings. That, that that little voice in your head has something to say about everything. That little voice in your head, You, I understand you think it's you because it talks in your language, it has your tone of voice, it sounds just like you, so of course you're going to think it's you. But, the, 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 well, I mean, just, oh, dude, Christian, this just blows my mind, bro. <laughs> okay, so, okay, so put it this way. If I were to walk by you, Gabe, uh, Christian, and I didn't say anything to you, does that mean something? Like, in reality? No. No. Well, we can make a meaning of Boom. it. Boom. Does it actually mean something? No. Boom, bro. You freaking hit it. So, by so so by me walking by you, and I don't say anything, the reality of reality is these people just shared each other's space and walked right by each other. Yeah, right? Physically there was a human being and a human being just moving by each other, his legs were moving and it was walking right. It, I mean, ex- that's it. That's all that happened. Exactly. But in, right. in in your mind, just to create a, just just to drive this point, you could have said Oh, my God, he's a fucking asshole. He's all on Facebook and he's super nice on Facebook, but he's a dick in person and all of this stuff, right? You could have completely did that. But if you look at it, your thought, your story, your interpretation literally came from you and has nothing to do with reality. When that happens, when you can get that, that means everything that you just said is made up. That also means everything else you've ever said, everything else you've ever interpreted, every thought that's ever went in your mind has been completely made up. And if it's made up, clearly it isn't real. Your mind, as Sadhguru says, It's society's garbage bin. So treat it like that. Stop treating it like it's a goddamn. Stop treating it like it's you. You're not a garbage bin. Stop treating it like it's you. Your mind is society's garbage bin. Everything in there is just made up. So when you understand that everything that's going through your head is actually made up, you stop clinging on to right. Oh my God, I'm so right. Any final thoughts on that, man?
1: I think that this was a great conversation, and I think that we definitely need more of these, not only between yourself and myself, but, like, just in general. Um, And I think that once these conversations are held, like, this just happened, even though it might not seem like it, right? Like, it has a ripple effect, right? Boom. And now the people who are going to listen to this and, and hear these words, then they can process and internalize everything that just happened here, and then it just, it's like a huge domino effect, right? So... Um, I think it's very important. I thank you for, for having me on and holding the space to listen and, you know, give me the opportunity to express myself. And, you know, that's that's those are my thoughts.
0: <laughs> yeah, Absolutely, man. Well, I definitely appreciate you for first off, man, holding that live, because if you did not do that live, this would have never happened. I, I And I remember the second I walked in, you were talking about something that I just got done having a conversation about. And so, whenever you said it, I was like, "Dude, this is perfect." And sure enough, I'm not just—I'm not happy for that, man. I'm not happy that mean you genuinely connect, and we can have these conversations. It's like today's in today's world. Mean you are both—you know—we're both—we're both business owners. We have our own thing. It's like when in today, and we mean you met online, and it's like in today's world, when you meet people online, it's like only to sell shit. So the fact that mean you can like not have those intentions and just sit down and have a conversation like this is extremely refreshing, bro. So I do want to appreciate you too, man. Thank you, man. Absolutely. Absolutely. All right, everybody. Well, I just want to say thanks a lot for tuning into this conversation. And if you want to follow me, you want to follow Christian, the show in, in the show notes, you will see our clubhouse handles, our social media handles and all of that good stuff, guys. And also remember this clubhouse conversation between me and christian was just a kind of a spontaneous thing we wanted to do but the mind and muscle show always has weekly clubhouses held thursdays 8 p.m eastern 5 p.m pacific time so i hope all of you guys enjoyed this and you got some good takeaways from it and i had i hope everybody has an absolutely beautiful day see y'all guys later christian and gabriel thank y'all bye take care man all right buddy And there you have it. Another Clubhouse episode on this podcast with your boy and your host, Adrian Moreno. I hope you saw some valuable, valuable takeaways from this conversation, guys. Again, look at the way me and him chatted back and forth. And there are some things that I don't want to say we didn't agree on because I felt like we were kind of pointing in the same direction just with different fingers, if that makes sense. But the way that we had that conversation, like we asked each other questions. I asked them like, hey, man, when you said this, can you please elaborate? Because I would love to understand. Like when you have a conversation with somebody, don't go off of everything that they say without even understanding what they're saying. Because remember, only 7% of communication actually happens through dialogue, through your words. So if you sit there and go off of the words that they say, you can completely be having the, uh, you can be having a completely different conversation than the one that actually started, from just that. Okay, so one key here that's really important that's really good for having real conversations is by asking somebody what they actually mean. Cause I can say I'm tired, but if you ask me what do you mean, I'm gonna say what I really mean. I'm gonna say what, I'm gonna say what I wanted to, like the energy behind the first verbiage, if that makes any sense. Okay, guys. But I just wanna say, go out there and I challenge you to go have some real conversations with people. Find somebody with a topic that you know you guys do not agree on and have a dialogue about it and see if you can have that dialogue without getting so upset based off of what they're saying. See if you can have that dialogue without trying to defend your positioning. See if you can have that dialogue with a completely unbiased approach. If you can approach conversations like that, you will connect with way more individuals on a deep level. And all it takes is one conversation to change your life. All it takes is one person to share one perspective that can completely shift your world. Give yourself and the people around you that opportunity thank you see y'all next week